listening to Musings of a Shy podcast, a Dogecoin show. I'm your host, Hero Job Shy. Episode 72. In this corner! On this episode, we are going to do a little bit of an update on the decentralized marketplaces. In particular, we're going to talk about the two different types of development, the peer-to-peer marketplace development and the blockchain-based marketplace development. But before we get into all of that, the news. I know that there is a lot going on with Greece. We are going to do a special episode, uh, either Friday or Saturday is when that episode is going to come out, discussing all the things that are happening uh, within Greece and what that truly means. But on for the, the rest of the news. Discount Books, uh, Discount Book Club, I should say, is celebrating the fact that they accept Bitcoin as a payment option. Uh, they're giving away 10 Bitcoin prizes to customers who pay with the virtual currency. All, all you have to do with a chance to win is one of 10 Bitcoin prizes is make a purchase of any size between now and July 31st and check out using Bitcoin. The prices are falling. Uh, one top prize of one Bitcoin. Nine runners up is point, 0.1 Bitcoin. Uh, one winner and nine runners up will be chosen at random on August 1st, 2015. The winners will then be notified by email and have seven days to claim the prize. A full list of winners and the corresponding payout transaction IDs will be posted on the page and also will be available upon request. Good luck. So that is a very unique way to um, not only highlight the accepting of Bitcoin, but also to help engage uh, the Bitcoin community because they like love nothing more than free Bitcoin. Also, they have a 5% off discount for anyone who uses the digital currency. And the code is to the moon, which I find very funny. Uh, Kraken introduces Dark Pool. This is from a little bit ways back. Uh, we're pleased to announce that Kraken Dark Pool, a new feature that allows clients to discreetly place large Bitcoin orders and execute against similar size orders at a potentially better price. Kraken is now one of the few exchanges offering, it, offering a Dark Pool for Bitcoin. The Kraken Dark Pool is an, order, is an order book not visible to the rest of the market. Each trader only knows their own orders. Traders can anonymously place large buy or sell orders without revealing their interest to other traders. Typically, outside orders when seen by other traders will cause the market to move unfavorably, making it more difficult to fill orders at the desired price. This unfavorable price movement may be avoided in a dark pool. Uh, Kraken will charge an extra uh, 0.1% for the dark orders. Dark pool trading is available to all Kraken clients with an account verified to the t- tier 2 or higher. Uh, for information on the account, t- tier clicks here. Uh, the minimum dark order size is 50 Bitcoin. Big- 50 Bitcoins and only limited orders are supported. The dark pool will accept orders for trading between Bitcoins and Euro, USD, uh, JPY, which is the Japan, and the pound, uh, which I guess Japan's uh, is yen. Uh, dark pool pairs are designated by a point D extension. If you're interested in getting started with dark pool trading, log in at Kraken and choose one of the dark pairs as immediate advanced order forms. Thank you for choosing Kraken Bitcoin Exchange. I wonder if this is a way to help uh, stabilize uh, the Bitcoin price, at least on that exchange. Uh, I guess this is something that is done in the marketplace. I'm not really sure. But uh, it's again, this is another way that Bitcoin is, or I should say cryptocurrencies, is changing the nature of way of transactions when any type of financial commodity. Because right, when you use an exchange and you're trading against uh, currencies, you, you are kind of, you are in essence trading Bitcoin like a, a commodity. Uh, MasterCard is lobbying the UK government against Bitcoin. This article comes from Crypto News uh, 24-7. MasterCard is lobbying the UK government against Bitcoin. MasterCard is lobbying the UK government for ra- for raised regulations of Bitcoin and other digital currencies that pose a menace to its legacy credit card business as it tries to adopt a transformation of payments industries long overdue for change by joining forces with Google, Apple, PayPal, and Square. The letter sent in response to the UK Treasury call for information last year is the latest sign that established financial companies are taking Bitcoin and other digital currencies more seriously and pushing for a level paying field. Uh, this is an excerpt from the, the letter. We would argue that we, we, when compared to MasterCard Network, the claims pertaining to the speed and safety of digital currency does not hold up, not least given that on average it takes 10 minutes for a block to be verified and the digital currencies are far more susceptible to hacking attacks. Additional, while digital currency tra- transactions costs are currently lower, 
That's because the providers of digital currency services do not currently bear any compliance costs, whereas providers of other forms of electronic payment bear the cost of complying with consumer protection laws and anti-mundering laws. A MasterCard representative said the submission to the UK officials was developed to help them understand the policies, issues around virtual and anonymous currencies. Uh, so this is a, just a part of the overall campaign that really kick-started in 2015, kind of towards the tail end of 2014 of uh, the credit card and the financial legacy systems. If they're not outright co-opting uh, various Bitcoin companies, they are actively and aggressively attempting to regulate uh, this industry through their lobbying efforts to, to various governments. Uh, this article comes from CNBC. A company leaves New York protesting bit license. Uh, one company is suspending its services in New York, saying it needs to take a moral and ethical stand against a new state law requiring digital currencies such as Bitcoin. Shapeshift, a digital currency exchange that doesn't require users to make accounts, announced Thursday. Uh, this article comes all the way from June 11th. To pull its services from New York State because it not wishes to comply with the recent issue bit license. The new law asks digital currency firms to, among other things, record some personal identified information of its users and Shapeshift opposes this effort. Uh, the BIS license drafted by the Office of Benjamin Lanksy, uh, New York, New York's outgoing superintendent of financial services, seeks to provide consumer protections for digital currencies, but it also moves to institute provisions like know your customers, which authorities say are important to prevent fraud, money laundering, and funding for terrorism. Uh, so this is a Shapeshift, is Eric Voorhees' uh, company. Uh, it is blocking the IP addresses from anyone within the state of New York. What they've done is if your IP address logs you in from the um, New York State, it will redirect you to please protect consumers, uh, please protect consumers.org. Uh, this is their way of s- stating that, um, you know, if you are a resident of the state of New York, perhaps you should lobby or, or champion or do something about uh, the regulated, regulating body within the state of New York when it comes to uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, so this has been a, a little bit, it's been only a couple of weeks this has happened. I haven't heard any other companies yet that have exited the New York space, but a lot have spoken and talked about the fact that that is something they're doing. Um, again, uh, these bit licenses just came out. They just are starting to be implemented. We're not going to know the true full weight or the effects on the state of New, state of New York as far as it goes for uh, cryptocurrencies. So really probably like either three months or probably somewhere around mid fall when we see they're more exiting um, companies, uh, customers doing some workarounds. Uh, we'll eventually see something, something big will probably pop off. Uh, FedEx and UPS refuse to ship machines that make ghost guns. Uh, two of America's largest courier services are refu- refusing to ship a digital milling machine sold by Firearm Advocacy Group Defense Distributor. The nonprofit, best known for creating the world's first uh, 3D printed handgun, began selling its uh, 1500 Ghost Gunner in October last year as a way to help Americans legally manufacture unserialized firearms in the comfort of their own home. Uh, this is a little update of that article. Uh, this article came all the way back to February, but I was unaware of the fact that uh, FedEx and UPS. Uh, had not uh, or will not uh, ship these mills. Although the Ghost Gunner has no more functionality than the similar CNCS mills on the market, defense distributor founder Cody Rosen reported earlier this week that FedEx has refused to ship the machines while UPS confirmed to Wire that it follows suit. Wilson told the magazine the company has expressed political preferences and there's nothing specifically related to firearms about the machines except for the hocus focus and the marketing. Uh, the Ghost Gunner isn't illegal to own or operate and is sold with the express purpose of creating untraceable semi-automatic ghost guns. The site says that the customers can simply plug Ghost Gunner into the computer, install a software, and then start manufacturing from the design files, all which are in the public domain. It adds that no prior CC knowledge or experience is required. Uh, users can buy semi-finished low receivers for an AR-15, uh, the civilian version of the military M16 assault rifle. Uh, mill it to the completion with the ghost gunner in a matter of hours and then order the rest of the parts online and assemble the gun at home. The lower receiver is the focus of attention here because it is the component that legally constitutes a firearm in the U.S. That means it controls it by federal regulation and sold with traceable serial numbers. However, selling semi-finished lower receivers and, and assembling unserialized weapons is completely legal. 
Uh, enthusiasts have been creating the, their own lower receivers for years, but 3D printing machines and cheap computer controlling mills are making the process more accessible than before. Uh, in a statement given to Wired Magazine, FedEx explained the re- its reasons for the ban. The device is capable of manufacturing firearms and potentially by private individuals, said the company. We are uncertain at the time whether this device is a regulated commodity by local, state, or federal governments. As such, to ensure we comply with acceptable law and regulations, FedEx declined to shift the device until we know more about how it will be regulated. Uh, UPS echoes those sentiments, saying that it reserves the right to refuse to provide transportation services for, among other reasons, any shipment that creates legal safety or operational concerns. It added that the company was continuing to evaluate such concerns with regard to transportation of milling machines used to produce operable firearms, but at this point in time, we will not accept such devices for transportation. So that's interesting. I mean, there's other transportation uh, companies out there that no doubt will see this as a, a marketing advantage for themselves. Again, it is completely legal. I mean, not only is the ability to manufacture a, a lower, lower end receiver perfectly legal, but so is the mill in and of itself. Um, this is just pandering or political hay, I guess, on the part of FedEx and UPS. And I don't blame them. They, particularly with FedEx, they're getting hit with a, with a couple different things. One is with the whole... Um, being complicit or, or uh, aiding and abetting in the trafficking of narcotics on two ends, the illegal end and the uh, various pill mills that popped up during the the aughts online where you can purchase and buy um, everything from Viagra to Oxycontin, uh, those type of unlicensed pharmaceutical uh, websites that FedEx and UPS and a number of other different, uh, even including the post office, a number of different places uh, ship these uh, pills around the uh, the states and even in the globe. And FedEx is in some illegal, legal, I should say, legal entanglement with the government right now. Why Millennials Are the Most Important Generation Yet by Peter Diamonds. Uh, Millennials are those born between 1980 and 2000 today, between the ages of uh, 15 and 35. The post is about millennials and why they're changing the game and how to hire them and how to keep them motivated. The data presented below from uh, Mary Marie's Internet Trends Report is one of the reports I look forward to each year. This is my analysis of what it all means. Uh, Millennials are changing the game. So this is from Singularity Hub. Uh, Peter Diamonds is the one who wrote it. No matter what internet-related business you're in, millennials are your most important demographic. Understanding how they think is critical. Is understanding and saying that the the world they're growing up is dramatically different from Generation X, born 1965 to 1980, and Baby Boomers, born from 1946 to 1964. This year, they they became the largest generation in the workforce. Uh, Civilian labor force by Generation U.S. Today, uh, 2000 to 2015, uh, in the year 2000, uh, millennials were only 6% of the workforce. In 2005, they were 15, 10, 25. And now uh, in the year 2015, they're 35% of the workforce compared to boomers, which was 48% in 2000, 44 in 2005, 2010, 36, and 2015, 31%. Uh, millennials have been pretty much stagnant. Really. In 2000, they were 33, 25, 33, 2010, 35. I mean, at 35, 32. And then they dropped again another point to match uh, boomers. I post that the workforce is still largely misunderstood and immensely undervalued. I personally have a team of five millennials that is doing amazing things. They're more flexible, motivated, creative, and hardworking than hardworking the most. If you want to tap into millennial talent pool and keep them on your team, you have to adapt to their new modes of thinking. Millennials' values are changing. A core of 4,000 graduates under the age of 31 from around the world were asking questions which three benefits are most valuable from the employer. The top three responses by healthy margins might not be what you expect. One, training development. They want to learn flexible hours. They want to be spontaneous. They want to feel free. And three, cash bonuses. They want to have upsides in the value they are creating. Uh, 
Uh, millennials live in an on-demand world. As motivated in a previous post this year on demand economy, I think companies like Uber, Airbnb, and Instacart has exploded. According to the venture capital firm CB Insight, fundings for the on-demand companies jumped 514% last year. It also turns out millennials make the largest cohort of the on-demand workers. This is a coincidence. It's largely reflected their different mindset. Getting things on demand is what they want, when they want it, where they want it, how they want it, is indicative of their priorities. Uh, so this is a whole chart breaking down on millennial work values and perceptions and disconnects and how to retain millennials. Um, it's just an interesting read, particularly when you just talk about the, the numbers as far as... Um, who's in the workforce, what, what their workforce looks like and what they're demanding and things of that nature. And that is it for the news. On for a little bit of a Dogecoin shoutouts. Dogecoin shoutouts. So this is uh, from a Wolves and Weasels, uh, day 538, 100 billion Dogecoins, which is written by Goodshive off of Reddit. Hey, y'all, Goodshive here, 100 billion Dogecoins. Uh, we hit the 100 billion Dogecoin mark on uh, Monday. So this is an article in reference to that. Holy freaking moly, can you believe it? Okay, okay, one second. Turn the music down. Enough with the barking and I've been dancing for a moment. I got to spec- specify a sec. Today we're accounting a moment momentous occasion are we little dogecoins crossing into adulthood as a crypto coin after today every coin we mine will be inflationary replacing those that we've lost through forgotten wallets or misnamed transactions or you know burning for those who have been here since the beginning of the day has always seemed like such a far away thing but here now today our funny little joke coin the coin that even our own creators never thought would survive past a year because i said how about how long a meme lasts before it stops being funny has reached a milestone that few other coins can say, and that's the very best part. We made it here together without compromising who we are, Shibes, and what we are. And so he goes on to thank the, the Dogecoin devs and extended dev team, to those who have committed time and code and who have squashed bugs and face planned, face palmed as a result of on the test, test net, who have written white papers and, and read white papers and reached out in friendship to other coins. Thank you to our miners, those who are defending the security of our network and processing our transactions. The landscape has changed from the good old days of CPU mining and digging with our paws to graphic cards and digging with shovels to ASICs and while digging the, with backhoes. It's a different world out there for, na- for miners now. Finding Dogecoin as you dig for Litecoin. We won't be here without you all and those who continue to dig, so thank you for your continued support. The fact that Dogecoin still exists, the fact that we are still here is because of this wonderful Simosius. The shives who keep showing up, who keep making this coin ma- coin matter and the incredible hard work of those who work behind the scenes to keep us and our network safe and relevant. And here's to, to another 100 billion to be on um, as it goes on. Uh, our global hash rate is up to squiggly line 1040 to squiggly line 1060 giga hashes per second. I have no idea what squiggly line means. I mean, I tried looking I, I, and right now at this point in the game, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. I'm kind of afraid to ask. Uh, second, our difficulty is down from Squeaky Live 1591 to Squeaky Live 1492. I'll, I'll probably ask somebody, but still. As I appreciate your support, good shot. So we've hit it. We've hit the mark. Um, I haven't quite seen anything in the prices or anything like that, but I think it's because everyone's all about Greece and the, the swing of the price for Bitcoin. But it, all it means is that the coin is uh, pretty stable now. It means that, again, this is going to be a set amount of coins in existence with an inflationary amount coming out each coming out each time we hit the, the mark. And other Dogecoin news, the Dogecar... Uh, hit hit the tar- target, or I should say the track in Simona. Uh, I have pictures in the show notes to what it looks like. Uh, basically, it's it's a very white car. It went around the track, uh, I believe. Uh, Josh Wise placed in twenty third. I watched a good like chunk of the race. I would say like a good ninety minutes of it. Uh, didn't quite see as much of the Doge car as it was last year, uh, but there was a few times I did see the car in of itself. Uh, he was in the bottom of the pack, and typically they show like the top fifteen drivers when you're when you're watching NASCAR. Uh, there was quite a few. Um, 
wrecks on that course. So there was a lot of cautions, which bottled people up, which caused more wrecks. And so there was a lot of uh, jockeying for position. But the car looks really neat. Uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be another uh, die cast of this car. Uh, the white actually looks pretty, pretty good. Uh, and it has, uh, you know, Dogecoin all over it. So it hit the tracks, y'all. It's a fun thing to see. You can probably catch the highlights off of any of the NASCAR, either YouTube or NASCAR websites in of itself. Uh, Another Dogecoin news, uh, the Dogecoin billboard is up at Frankfurt Hopper in Germany. It looks like it's their their transportation subway hub there. And uh, people are being encouraged to take selfie uh, poses in front of the, the billboard. Uh, the, the billboard says, not always on billboards, but when I uh, when I am, uh, Dogecoin.com cryptocurrencies. Wow. So it has a picture of the Dogecoin uh, on there with the Shebinu, uh kind of looking, I guess you can say, sexy on the p- billboard. Uh, it's pretty prominent. It's pretty big. Uh, and it's, uh, it's interesting to see that this is something's up and it's going to be up for the next 10 days. And that is it for Dogecoin news. On to the episode. So this episode, we're going to do a little bit of an update on some of the decentralized marketplaces. Uh, There has been some significant movement within the marketplace, beginning with um, Open Bazaar. Open Bazaar uh, is entering a new phase with funding. This uh, update came from last month, uh, June 11th. Uh, the Open to Bazaar core team is excited to announce that we received one million in seed funding from Union Square Ventures, uh, Andrew Anderzine Horitz, and angel investor William Monior to develop the Open Bazaar protocol and client and build the first business on top of Open Bazaar network. Uh, the Open Bazaar project was launched in April of 2014 and received vocal support from the Bitcoin community, who share a vision for the free decentralized e-commerce platform using Bitcoin. Open Bazaar is ambitiously combining several technologies, including peer-to-peer networking, uh, Ridian contracts, decentralized reputation, and multi-sig escrow for Bitcoin appointments. Despite our best efforts as part-time volunteers, progress was slow. The project needed the core contributors to make development a full-time effort in order to release a robust application within a reasonable time frame. This founding allows us to commit our full-time resources to develop Open Bazaar. Not only will it allow us to work with the, with the community to finish the full-time release of a core protocol and application, but also give us the opportunity to create the first business on top of the Open Bazaar network. This business, which will rename OB1, will offer services to Open Bazaar users and aim to bootstrap adoption of decentralized commerce. Open Bazaar will, will also be opening source in an MIT license. As a global software community, we have intentionally created Open Bazaar so that you there are no fees required to use the network, and there is no central authority controlling trade, taking a cut on monitoring data. As a result, companies such as OB1 cannot act as a central authority on the network. OB1 will aid decentralized commerce by offers and services such as distributed resolutions, store hosting, and more. With their history of helping building networks with large user bases and the focus on new decentralized technologies such as Bitcoin, Union Square Ventures and Andrews Horowitz are the perfect partners to help Open Bazaar become widely adopted. William Morgan is a board member as well as an angel investor and brings many years of experience in startups to our team. Open Bazaar, aided by OB1, can, be, can become the platform which makes decentralized commerce online a reality. If the Bitcoin community joins us in development of the code further, testing new releases and adopting it on release will succeed. Open Bazaar will also become will be community driven and the OB1 team will be an important part of the community. We will not only be part, we will follow up with this post with another form other Open Bazaar community members and we'll work uh, together to make trade free. The OB1 team is Brian, Chris, Mike Nicola, Mike, Nicholas, Sam, and Washington. I just realized midway that uh, and they have OB1 as O, the letter O, the letter B, and the number one, what that is and what that could mean. If you are seeking to uh, develop a, a site or a business within their platform, like you can say, you know, OB1, help me. You're the only one, you know, from Star Wars. So this has happened and this is a big push. Um <laughs> Open Bazaar and a Dark Wallet were two projects that, and, and storage, I, I should say, the th- are three projects that have been um, 
most actively looking at and very excited about. Uh, Open Bazaar has always been consistent with its updates. It's just was slow going because again, as they stated in the statement, it was um, they're part-time volunteers. So they're not getting paid to do this. They all have full-time jobs. They're doing this um, pretty much on the side side in some cases. Uh, now with this uh, influx of cash, they're able to devote the, the full resources to it. Not only that, but they're able to get you know the necessary servers, be able to, uh, in essence, try to break open Bazaar as for, in essence, to test it to make sure that um, they can withstand attacks. The other project is Dark Wallet, which has um, has had its ups and downs and hasn't made any progress, I say, in the last five months with that project. There hasn't been any significant movement or updates. Again, that is another one that has uh, some volunteers working on it with some um, independent funding as far as asking from the community to help fund um, different waves of the project. And again, storage. Uh, storage, um, I'm going to be interviewing um, Sean Wilkinson, one of the developers and, and creators of storage, uh, is the decentralized cloud uh, service platform, which utilizes the storage coin as a means of payment. And you can basically what you do is by participating with your whatever size hard drive you have, you can um, store other people's uh, information uh, in a encrypted manner where nobody has access to, to it. It's all spread out through the network, kind of in a BitTorrent fashion, and you can get paid for it. So if you have a terabyte, five terabyte, or your own you know, personal server, you could get paid for that extra space. So say, for example, you have a server that's from, I don't know, 2006, was operating out from Windows XP. Uh, you can probably clean it up, clear it out, add the uh, storage uh platform that the operating system on it or actually operating well i guess it's an operating system and use all that extra space that you have there um and participate by the network and get paid uh same thing with uh extra computers or hard drives i know i've known quite a few people that have had a ter at least one terabyte uh hard drives for years now and on older computers they're just sitting in their garage and they can easily just dust those out clean them up and activate them and they can, you know, make a little bit extra cash with them, with those type of hard drives. But that's a, you know, again, that's just, this is a little project I was excited about. And it's great to see that Open Bazaar has received this funding because right now there's been a lot of talk about decentralized uh, marketplaces, but there hasn't been really a, um, a site or platform that's been the just out there that people are actively using unlike the uh, dark net marketplaces where people are actively using those places even though they're not decentralized uh, they do utilize uh, a number of the different key components that these places are using like uh, escrow uh, bitcoin um, reputation uh, these different components but they're still a centralized body uh, there hasn't yet been i would say one that has won the race or gotten out in the lead in the pack when it comes to his development everything everyone's pretty much still in like beta it's still in the very or even in alpha it's still in the early stages of development but with this push what it's done is has propelled all these other companies to start making some updates and start making some announcements and changes and putting their their wares out there in the marketplace because everyone's trying to be first everyone's trying to be I guess you can say the winner of the marketplace game when it comes to being out there uh, for decentralized uh, marketplaces. It, sometimes it's not always best to be first. Sometimes it's great to be second. I mean, look at Apple with Apple Music. I mean, that's pretty much the whole model of Apple is always being kind of like second and just doing, seeing what how everyone else does it and take that concept and do it better, sleeker, nicer. I mean, just look at Apple Music, even though I am not sure if they've actually done that better, but we'll see. We'll see with the, the three free months plan that they have, um, how everything develops. But one of the marketplaces, decentralized marketplaces I wanted to talk about that is not actually a marketplace per se as far as commerce is uh, Slur. Uh, Slur, um, I talked about earlier in the year, um, is a little bit more up 
updated and um, has more things going on with it as the site is a lot much better than the first time around when I came on it. And basically what Slur is, is an open source, decentralized, anonymous marketplace for selling of secrets in exchange for Bitcoin. Uh, Slur is written in C and operates over the Tor network with the Bitcoin transactions through uh, Libit Bitcoin. Both buyers and sellers are fully anonymous and there's no restrictions on the data that is action. There's no charge to buy or sell in the slur marketplace except in the case of a dispute where a token sum is paid to volunteers. And basically what it is, is is a, a marketplace for secrets. Uh, think of WikiLeaks but with uh, capitalism attached to it. And uh, this is, and they actually state the things that they're seeking what you can um, do on this marketplace if you correctly implement this platform and have will have a profound and lasting effect on our society an unregulated free market for information will redefine the net worth of every person as their material assets will be in the future be weighed against the market value of their secrets as damaging as slower can be to individuals and considerably more so for groups it's estimated that five percent of the general population are psychopaths including financial incentives in anonymous framework will produce a greater yield of weak information than from say the ideologue that drove patriots like Edward Snowden. For every idealist willing to selflessly sacrifice their freedom, assets, and even rest their, their lives of greater good, there are 1,000 psychopaths willing to do, willing to anonymously sell out their peers for material gain. Organizations of the types of governments, corporations, and the military are in the unfortunate predicament of having both a great deal of liquid assets and a large number of secrets to protect. Accessible and numerous disgruntled and psychopathic personnel, the slur becomes ambiguous. It will bleed organization secrets and funds. The slur marketplace will sharply increase demand for Bitcoin for those parties attempting to purchase previously inaccessible secret information and organizations scrambling to suppress damage leaks from inside their own ranks and security breaches. Slur marketplace is the WikiLeaks 2.0 and a capital resource of public knowledge and unfiltered access to truth, except that the future journalists will need to compensate whistleblowers for the extreme risks they take. The type of information we expect to see on the marketplace is trade secrets, designs for every type of consumer product, source code for proprietary operating systems, and high-end CAD software, the zero-day exploits for the market-defined value rather than the price determined by the corporation and the guise of a bounty with the vile threat of legal action should the researchers choose to sell elsewhere. The details of backdoors, backdoors covertly installed inside industrial and consumer hardware and software. Stolen databases. Corporations will no longer be able to get away with an apology when they fail to secure their customers' confidential data. They will have to pay the market value to suppress it. Proof of tax evasion for disgruntled or underpaid employees. Both the IRS and the public have an interest in that information, and the corporations will have the bid to suppress it. A very quantifiable and predictable payoff for the seller. Uh, military intelligence relevant to real-time conflicts, aerospace and defense designs. Evidence re- relevant to ongoing trials, unflattering celebrity photos and videos. The complete database of social media sites like Facebook. And proof of government corruption close to an election. So you can fund us anonymously. You can download Dark Wallet for Chrome, uh, donate with Bitcoin, fund with a credit card, and donate your time to become a developer. I imagine that this particular site, um, since I've done some updates um, to it and have broken down how everything works, will be very valuable within the 2016 election. It's just a matter of time before somebody... um, leaks something and this gets the ball rolling something of significance something of weight imagine if the sony hackers put this on slur instead of putting it through pastebin and just releasing it out for free um wikileaks it currently has gone through the bulk of sony and it's broken up um the leaks into two packets so far there might be even more there could be three four or five but imagine if it were on Slur and people would have to pay access to order to access uh, those Sony hacks as Sony information. Or Sony itself could have paid whomever, like the GOP, as they called themselves, the Guardians of, I forgot what the, the acronym stands for. Then those leaks may not have come out. So that is interesting. That is a decentralized marketplace that is come that is out there for anyone and people to use. So a shadow pocket, uh, shadow pocket, a shadow project, uh, shortly after the uh, Open Bazaar announcement of the funding, uh, they put out their updates about their developments. Uh, Shadow 
project is the project that is uh, developing shadow market and shadow cash. And, and this is what their update says. It's time to, for another development update to keep up to speed with recent changes in the shadow project. For the past weeks, our development efforts have mostly focused on BP32 development, adding security improvements to the shadow core, and working on shadow markets front end. We expect some exciting developments in the updating in the upcoming month. For now, let's look at the change in implementations of last month. Um, adding HTML address lookups and edit dialogues, uh, removing QT addresses and sign and verify dialogues. They've done security updates. Uh, the shadow market development. Due to the recent unfortunate malware hacks in the crypto community, we decided to work the work we are doing on shadow cash, shadow core, including addition of hierarchical determinant Terminate HD wallets required more time and resources to ensure that it's ready to support services such as hardware wallets in the future. This involved going back to the drawing board and redesigning the implementation. The good news is once when we complete, this will be the first native implementation of a hierarchical deterministic wallet within the Satoshi Fork code base. In the meantime, our developers are getting closer to finishing the front end a shadow market and are building the best user interface experience. Our goal is to finish a shadow market front end before the end of Q2, Q2 so that we can show a sneak preview of how we how everything works. So basically they're just announcing that expect to see a, a, a somewhat functioning site coming up soon. Probably I would say, uh, since this came out on June 11th, probably either uh, the end of July, beginning of August, which is just right before the big holiday season, the big holiday purchasing buying that people are going to start doing. Hopefully this will be up before Black Friday. Uh, they also have an Android wallet for Shadow Go, which is um, near beta testing stage. Uh, QT5 beta was just released, which is a new um, program. It's easier and faster to develop and get out there. So if you have some Shadow Cash, there's now a mobile wallet for you. Uh, they also created a roadmap for Shadow Market. So right now they have stated what, where they are in progress, um, the roadmap. Shadow Core slash Shadow Market front end development is in progress. Shadow Market demo sneak peek is a, an HD Wallace and Shadow Chat upgrade for Shadow Marketplace is, on, is in progress. The next thing on their list is the multi-support for Shadow Tokens, uh, the smart escrow support, feedback rating, backend and front-end integration, AFL testing phase for private internal, correction rounds, beta testing phase, and the Shadow Market release. So of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, of the 12 points that they, are, they have on here, um, four of them are act, they're actively working on. And hopefully... By the end of the summer, we'll see some type of um, initial showing. And again, Shadow Market is seeking to not only be a decentralized marketplace, but they're actively seeking to possibly take to take um, the fill the void of Silk Road. The difference between them and Open Bazaar is that they don't. Open Bazaar does not take a cut of any type of transactions, but Shadow Project will. They will take a fee, uh, a fee for the transactions that happen on the marketplace. Which could be the difference um, of legality, legality when it comes to when certain types of products are sold on the marketplace in and of itself. Because that's what got um, Ross Ulbricht is because uh, Silk Road took a cut. So uh, BitMarkets is coming. You can introduce your BitMarkets, fully peer-to-peer markets with no trusted third parties. Uh, you can download it for um, OS X, which is Mac right now. Uh, it's a decentralized and anonymous. Uh, there's BitMessage Network is used for post and buyer seller communication. And the Bit Bitcoin network is used for payments. Uh, the app connects to the network using the location hidden tour network. 
Uh, they have two-party escrows. Buyers and sellers lock, lock mutual security deposits and payments into the Bitcoin transactions. They only can be released when both both agree on payments or refund. This keeps incentives aligned without the need for escrow agents and reputation systems. Um, it's free and open and uncensored, free client, no fees, no, alt, no altcoin, open source code available on GitHub under an MIT license. All posts are directly directed to the bit message network and therefore cannot be censored. So this message is the um, decentralized messaging platform that you could download from GitHub. And you can also download this from GitHub. Um, it's interesting to see how this is going to work out personally because it sounds like it's more of a message type service where you're just messaging each other and then you release whatever type of goods. I don't think there seems to be any kind of built in um, front end stuff like a typical website here from what I was reading. So this is an interesting take on the whole process. And again, uh, the difference between them and some of the other marketplaces is uh, they're operating off a tour, which is something that um, Shadow Market does, but they're not taking their feet. So this uh, probably protects the people who develop it market um, strong, very strongly in the sense that even though they develop this marketplace and anything and everything can be sold on it, they are also not monitoring it and they're also not taking any type of fee. So you can't associate them with any type of potential or possible illicit activities that may or may not occur on the marketplace. Which I think is probably going to be the standard for a lot of these places. That um, they're not going to take fees. Uh, how they're going to make money, I honestly don't know. They may not be interested in making money. They might be interested in being clients or they might be interested in just being sellers and they just needed a place where they can sell their wares without... Uh, any type of entanglement, whether it be corporate or governmental entanglement. Now, there's a couple of others that have put out papers and concepts. Um, Burst is one of them, and Cycoin, um, but I haven't seen any significant movement on them. Uh, they have, they've talked about other places that are out there, particularly Cycoin. Uh, it talks about um, shadow market, still in development, no uh, source code, uh, peer-to-peer marketplace built on the bit message, simple open czar, but, but with anonymity in mind, open bazaar is a peer-to-peer marketplace on top of bit message using Bitcoin as a medium of exchange. Uh, BitPay Market is a marketplace built on top of BitHalo, which uses BitMessage to relay messages. NXT is a free market, is a third-party app for NXT, closed source, only binary distributed. Developers have claimed that they will open source uh, sometime in the future. Uh, blockchain-based marketplace using NXT Core. And, and the NXT Marketplace is the blockchain place marketplace for digital goods, only built on top of NXT Core, released with an NXT wallet, which is Java. Because it only allows us to sell digital goods, we wouldn't consider this as part of a marketplace comparison. And then Cycoin is basically saying that they're a block marketplace, blockchain-based marketplace built on top of Satoshi blockchain implementation in Bitcoin and C++. Uh, they break down the categories for peer-to-peer versus blockchain, some pros and cons. Um, they're a blockchain marketplace while... Um, Shadow Market, BitPay, Opens are peer-to-peer, NXT Free Market, NXT Marketplace, and Cycon Black Market. So they're making the case that for their type of marketplace, which is decentralized, being a blockchain, is this. Uh, it's sensitized by token to secure network. No need to enter manual seeds, which we also change. As decentralized and secure as it can get, no need for recording contracts, no need to transfer auctions or offers to trusted nodes for fee. Fee offer in blockchain may be offset by this fee. You can sell while offline, hold a single key, no need to back up your listings. Uh, pruning may be possible to cut bloat down to linear from the exponential allows for partnership to allow decryption of offers to certain partners for reselling, linking to your offers. You can use a built-in multi-sig and other tools for Bitcoin. 
No need to invent cross-utilizing tools. Leverage developers work for Bitcoin to benefit blockchain project. Easier to solve problems going forward. Faster development cycles. A fee must scale with price of underlying token. Bring technology to people instead of persons to the technology with the ability to encapsulate technology at a higher level and create offline tools that allow you to work without understanding underlying platform. Uh, globalize out offers instead of your local market. Secure via, via encryption if desired. No customer service or scrapping need. No need to worry about people stealing your offers or undercutting you is less likely. So basically they're developing an entire uh, blockchain uh, for the purpose of selling goods. Uh, this is something that NXC is doing and it's something that Sycoin is doing, uh, which is different from the peer-to-peer -peer because the peer-to-peer -peer is development of a decentralized system. Again, it's peer-to-peer, is you know, one-on-one -on -one basis, and they utilize uh, Bitcoin as a form of payment, while Sycoin is saying that the entire blockchain of the development is the marketplace. Um, so this is entirely different means of doing it. Uh, I, you know, NXT in this one, and um, they've put out their papers and stuff like that. I don't know if it's, it's going to have enough people that are going to develop the network for them for them to be able to scale. I think it's much easier to do a peer-to-peer place because all it is is you're plugging onto a web versus a blockchain form of marketplace where you ha you're going to have to have uh, more participants into the marketplace in order for the, for the network to work. So it's very interesting. I'm going to go more into that a little bit later because it oh, kind of goes into the whole concept of what people are doing with the blockchain technology and how they're applying it to the world. But I just wanted to bring it up in the sense that there's different forms of decentralization. There's the peer-to-peer, -peer, and now, thanks to blockchain technology, there is blockchain-based um, technology, where basically they've created their coins and their tokens for the sole purpose of, of a marketplace. So think of, a, of, instead of Bitcoin being a solely just a, a monetary coin, you're, you're having stores, you're having goods and, and services being sold through the information contained within that coin, within that blockchain. Uh, BitPay is a marketplace that's up. Um, BitPay is a digital currency that uses Halo, the decentralized market platform. They have no seat fees, no servers, no third parties. The world's first. Uh, the new BitPay feature is coming soon, which is uh, rolling pegs finally eliminate volatility. Price can grow steady. Uh, decentralized freezing and releasing. Everyone is their own bank. Join the community. Their features are that they're free software, unbreakable smart contracts, double deposit escrow, user friendly, no websites or servers, fully decentralized. Moderation, moderate layer, clean markets, reputation systems. Um, you can find jobs internationally, employ people with unbreakable contracts, barter items, trade wheat for gold, or form a farm co-op with ease, peer-to-peer -peer international cash for coins, unlimited fundings, options, templates coming soon, making trade even easier. Uh, join accounts and pay to email, easy, uh, pay to email, easy, easy like PayPal. Protect your keys by hiding them with images, uh, multi-sig accounts, hacking, theft, impossible. Uh, so you can do downloads, uh, either Windows client, Linux client, or Mac client. Related links is in Reddit. And And again, this is another type of marketplace out there seeking to, again, fill the need and the part of the community to, because what Silk Road did when, they, when it came to existence, even though it was a drug marketplace was, and it did sell other stuff was, it demonstrated that you can utilize Bitcoin as a form of payment for currency for goods and services 
but that there was a need for a decentralized system, particularly when um, Silk Road collapsed. I mean, people have been talking about this for Amazon and eBay, but it demonstrated what Silk Road's failure did and its existence demonstrated is that there is a marketplace online that can be very disruptive to Amazon and eBay, that people are not interested in, in paying all these type of fees and services, and they're not interested in having someone telling them what they can and cannot sell, uh, the different types of ways that they can be selling it. They can break up the products in a much smaller manner, and it'd be easy to... Um, sell but ship um, be able to engage with people in a much better fashion uh, less um, you know you're not going to have to worry about eBay uh, shutting down your PayPal account or Amazon saying that they're not going to sell your product through the Amazon store you're not going to have to go through all these check and bo- check boxes you can you fully utilize the power of the internet as an individual you don't have to go through a third party system and because of that, I expect not this year, but next year, I wish imagine, there will be uh, not only more decentralized uh, marketplaces on the market, but I would imagine there'll be a, a bit of a wave of usage. I would imagine that whichever marketplace is successful during the holiday season, when people are spending money for you know the Christmas gifts and the Thanksgiving stuff and the this back to school stuff and just the typical spending that occurs during the, the fall winter period that whoever capitalized on that market that window and, and it's successful you're going to see an explosion of usage people are more and more people are going to use it uh, and depending on what they need whether they need to be on the tour network whether they want to see want to be participate within a blockchain marketplace or they still just basically want to do the peer-to-peer method, which everyone is the most successful is probably going to be the standard. Even though all these other places are going to are probably going to exist, I think whoever is going to be like the Blu-ray versus HD uh, DVD, whoever is the most successful, whether it's peer-to-peer or the or the blockchain marketplace, whoever is most successful is going to be the winner of the game. And either way, it's going to be good for the Internet. It's going to be good for consumers because there's going to be uh, less hassle. Uh, the prices are going to go down. Um, you're going to have more a- greater access to different types of goods and services, especially on the global market where you're going to be able to get things that you know, normally don't aren't having the access, direct access to because it's. It's not sold in your marketplace for whatever reason. Uh, now you're able to have a, a greater access. And at the same time, all this can be done anonymously. So if you're concerned about taxes or something like that, that, that is, you can be evasive, basically, and not have to pay taxes. So that's it for the show. I just want to do some updates. I think the biggest thing is just the fact that progress is being made in this space. Uh, there's different types of concepts and ideas. You know, you have Slur, which is which is up and running, has a much cleaner site. Um, you have Open Bazaar getting like a million dollars in funding, and then you have this kind of off kilter project project here with um, a Sidecoin which is using uh, the blockchain technology as the bar, uh, bar, as the marketplace. That is the blockchain that is the marketplace and not a peer-to-peer method. So that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening and to the moon. Thank you for listening to the show. You can help support the show by donating either through the show notes or directly on the website, either Dogecoin, Litecoin, or Bitcoin. The website is a new website. It's called Podcast.space. You can find all the uh, show and show notes up on the website in and of itself. You can also find me on Twitter at Musings of the Shy or on Facebook as Hero Job Shy or on the group page Musings of the Shy Podcast. Please rate and review the show either through iTunes or Stitcher.